following is a special presentation of National Wrestling Alliance Pro Wrestling. NWA. Love it. Live it. Believe it. Japan Pro Wrestling. Feared fan favorite and a respected world champion, a dragon, a defender of all, stands up against a young upstart who believes his time has begun. As they battle, blood may be shed, the pain, the anguish will have to be endured. The strife of victory at the cost of degradation. The value of admiration against the morals of truth. All of which shall be put to the test as the two nations, the two organizations, the tradition, 
the innovation, the ever-told story continues. Tonight, the invasion begins again. The pride of men, the integrity of women, the principles of champions, and the honor of our sport shall be exuded as we welcome you. Co-branded event. We welcome you to the Clash of Legions. We welcome you to Invasion Attack. National Wrestling Alliance, Chick Fight, and New Japan Pro proudly present Invasion Attack 2.
This opening contest, scheduled for one fall, will be for the FIP World Championship. Submission. Standing in the green corner, representing the NWA, fighting out of pro wrestling Noah, he is Kenta Obashi. Standing over in the black corner, representing New Japan, fighting out of the Bullet Club, he is the reigning FIP World Champion, Prince Devin. Hand the title over, stretching in the corner as Kent had just looked at him. The bell sounded and away we went. Never tried at him with a kick to the leg. Kent grabbing him and just shoved him to the corner. David came at him again as Kent had just picked him up and tossed him to the canvas. Picking him up and doing it a second time. 
Divot rising and took a hard slap to the face. He then took one hard shot to the chest, followed by an elbow to the buckle. Hit the kicking him in the ribs, then a heavy hip toss. Devitt Rose getting kicked right in the chest as Kepta slammed him on the canvas twice. Raising him up for a gorilla press and slammed him down with a boot to the face, not a clothesline to the outside. Devitt held his jaw, rolling back into the ring, locking up with them only to get tossed to the buckle. Kepta, however, missing a clothesline as Devitt caught him with kicks to the shins, ducking a chop and caught him with a kick to the chest. Coming off the rope and hit him with a discus drop salt to the ropes. Devitt hit to his head, then clotheslined him up and over. But Kepta landed on his feet, dragging Devitt to the floor. He chopped to his head, then headbutted him, tossing his spine into the post, then hit him with a hard clothesline. He tossed him right into the ring and would climb upon the apron. Devitt kicking right at the leg. Kenta pushing him back as it would drop kick the knee. Then dropped him with a leg lace takedown. He kicked to the back of the knee and then slammed him to the canvas. Dropping bombs over the knee. But Kenta kicked him away. Devitt went for that knee again. But Kenta clobbered him over the spine. Tossing him to the buckle and would hit hard elbows to the face and head. Tossed him to the other and caught him with a stiff clothesline. He placed Devitt on top and would climb up but was dropped with a Mongolian chop. Devitt catching his balance and leapt off the rope with a crossbody. He hit Kenta and rolled to his feet. He would then drop kick the knee followed by a DDT. Devitt took a walk and would stop upon Kenta. Bashing his knees across the head, only to be risen up and slammed on his stomach, followed by a running boot. Kenta picked him up and would chop hard to his chest, followed by an elbow to the head, snap mirroring him down and locked him in a sleeper, followed by a quick arm wrench. Devitt would struggle to his feet, getting tossed to the ropes and slammed with a tilt-to-whirl backbreaker, getting locked right into an arm wrench once again. Devitt would get to his feet once more, getting tossed to the ropes, sliding under Kenta's feet, quickly locking him in a sleeper. But Kenta just easily reached back and just tossed him off, blasting Devitt with a boot right under the jaw. Devitt would lean against the rope, thinking quick and drop kick the knee upon the advance, Kenta laying over the middle rope, holding his knee as Devitt stood upon the apron, running and punted Kenta square over the face. He rolled into the ring and kicked him in the ribs and would stop upon that knee, grabbing that leg and locked him in a leg lock, digging the knee right into the side of it. He would drag him over to the ropes and place his knee over the bottom, violently kicking across the shin and knee. Kenta holding on as he pulled away, as Devitt locked him within a chin lock, gritting his teeth and slowly felt him rise. Kenta rising to his feet and just dropped him with a back suplex. Kenta rose slowly to his feet, going after Devitt, who kicked at that knee again. That strategy was pretty sound as he went for a roundhouse. But Kenta blocked and dropped him with a capture suplex. Devitt rose, getting hit with a kick to the ribs, as Kenta rose him up for a powerbomb. 
but his knee buckled, putting him down as Devin came off the rope and blasted him with a drop salt over the face. Then drop kicked him with a bridging back suplex. He came off the rope again and had a baseball slide as Kenta had to roll to the floor. Devin would drop to a knee, just letting it all soak in. Bouncing off the rope and dove through with a suicide dive, crashing into Kenta. He would hit knees to his ribs and would raise him up, smashing his knee into the stairs. He kicked to the back of it and would toss him back into the ring. Climbing the top rope and would wait, leaping off of the crossbody once again and connected. Rolling to his feet and charged in, hitting a knee over the side of the skull. He came off the rope with a kick across the skull, calling Kenta up and charged at him as Kenta caught him and slammed him face first into the buckle. He watched him bounce off and slammed him with a release, Japanese release suplex. Devitt stumbled up as Kenta threw him in the air, then blasted him with an uppercut, following that up with a pile driver. Kenta would shake that knee out as the ref checked on Devin, who waved it off, using the rope to pull himself up, holding his neck. Hitting Kenta back with a back elbow, would springboard off the rope with a DDT. But Kenta blocked, raising up upon his shoulders and slammed him with an airplane spin neckbreaker. That did not help Devin's neck at all as he rolled, holding his neck in pain. Kenta rising and rose him up upon his shoulders again and slammed him with the Abishu drop, a.k.a. a modified FU. He made sure to drop Devin upon his neck as he would rise, blasting his head with a roundhouse kick and finished him with a brain buster. The referee checked as Devin was still conscious. Kenta rising as he would sway his arm out. Devin slowly moving to the corner. Pulling himself up with the ropes as Kenta caught him with a running elbow, followed by a flurry of chops. Even then tossed him, Irish whipped him back with a knee to the ribs, then dropped him with a gut wrench powerbomb. He pulled him up and then nailed Devin with a short arm clothesline. Pulling him right back up and would drop him with a spiked DDT. The ref would move back to Devin who was still moving. Grogan had a glossy look in his eye. Kenta dropping him with a German suplex. Rolling up and then dropped him with a tiger back suplex. Still locking him in place and rose him up with a release dragon suplex. Devin was getting tossed around the ring like a rag doll, using the rope to pull himself up as Kenta blasted him with a kick across the head, sending him to the floor. Devin would lay upon the floor, slowly rolling and pulling himself up and climbing upon the apron. Kenta trying to suplex him inside, but Devin came to life and hit to the back of his neck, landing on the apron and would catch him with an elbow to the face. Trying to get inside, but Kenta kicked him in the ribs, raising him up for a suplex, but instead dropped him on the floor. Devin hit chest and face first upon the floor, holding his ribs, forcing himself to his feet as he rolled into the ring. Getting kicked right in the ribs to the buckle and then nailed with stiff forearms to the face. 
He got tossed to the other, smacking Red first into the buckle, and it got dropped with a spiral backdrop. He knew it was over here as he pulled Devin up, who would wiggle out of his grasp. Leaning against the rope and would kick to that knee once again, and again, and again with a kick to the face. Charter with a clothesline, McKenta again with that strength, caught him, raising him up, and slammed him with a one-armed spine buster. He pulled him right back up and dropped him with a choke bomb. Devin holding his neck, rolling to the apron for escape. McKenna didn't let him get far, pulling him up by the hair. But Devin then fell back and caught him with a falling roundhouse. He would then springboard off the rope with a knee across the head. Dropping him to a knee, it would blast him with a discus drop kick across the head. It was all instinct as he rolled to the top rope, waiting and leapt and caught him with a double foot curb stomp, drilling his face into the canvas. He moved to the corner, holding his neck and loaded the barrel, turning in for the silver bullet. McKenna caught him, raising him up and slammed him with the burning hammer. Devin held his neck in agony, rolling to try to get away as Kenta made a signal. This was for Masawa as he pulled him up, going for the Emerald Flosion. As Devin slid behind him, landing upon his rear. Kenta turning with a kick as Devin would roll under him. Watching him and would turn him and caught him with a Pele kick, followed by a running leg lariat. He dropped the big man to his knee, locked him for a headlock, bashing knee after knee after knee after knee into his face. Kenta just pushing him back, missing a boot as Devin came off the rope and nailed the silver bullet. Scoring the win. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner by knockout and still the FIP World Champion. Devin was hurt and hurt bad, rolling out of the ring, holding his neck, barely able to even lift his FIP titles. Officials came down with ice packs, placing them upon his neck. He would slowly make his way up the ramp, almost just dragging the title with him, having to drop his knee for a moment, having to deal with the pain as they would move him to the back. Awesome display there by Prince Devin, but he looks to be hurt, Jess. Yeah, Kenta messed him up really, really good. He's unable to hold that title belt. He might just be in a lot of trouble for the main event later tonight. But he's still got plenty of time to recover. We will see if the main event is in jeopardy. We will let you know, folks, but that was one hell of a way to open the show. We still have a lot more to get through, folks. We have the tag team match that is coming up in just a moment. And we still have the women's title match that also will be taking place in just a moment. Folks, we will keep you updated on Prince Devin as he is now, as we've been told, been wheeled to the trainer's room. He is in pain. He's in a lot of pain, folks. We will. Why don't we take you back to the ring? Ladies and gentlemen, this contest can for one fall will be the Outlaw Rules match. Roberts couldn't even get the announcement in as in the back they were already starting to brawl. Cameras ran down there to get the footage as Demolition and the club sprawled all around the backstage area. 
Demolition owning most of this fight already as Axe had slammed Gallows upon a table. Dropping stuff all over the place. Smash, literally smashing Anderson into the side of a wall and began to kick at him. As Crush rose Bernard up and threw him across the hallway right into a cameraman. He got a hold of the camera, picked it up and crushed it over his head. And they had to send another cameraman over there as they were now dragging Gallows down a hallway, slamming him into a vending machine. They grabbed a hold of it, shook it, and dropped it down upon him. Bernard and Anderson came over, but they were outnumbered, getting hit out of the hallway and dragged towards the tech area, getting a laptop and smashed it over Bernard's head, tackling them through the curtain into the arena. Bernard was then picked up and powerbombed through the main tech table. They got a hold of Anderson as they dragged him to ringside, getting a hold of a steel chair and cracked it over his back. They then jammed it into his ribs, slamming him into the steel post and began removing the protective padding. They rose him up and would powerbomb him right upon the concrete. Demolition knew it was over as they tossed him into the ring, raising him up for the decapitation. But Kenny Omega pushed Axe off the rope, sending him to the floor. Crush grabbed him by the hair, slamming him into the ring, and dropped him with one hell of a clothesline. Anderson getting dropped with a body slam as they would double team on Omega, pushing him to the corner and would splash him. They set him on the top rope and just tossed him off with ease, hitting him with two big clotheslines, raising him up and just tossed Omega to the floor. They would turn and got a hold of Anderson who was in better shape, raising him up and slammed him with a double team press slam, followed by a drop kick. Bernard, having made his way to the ring, grabbed Smash and pulled him to the floor, starting to brawl and break things up. Crush in the ring was dropping elbow rolls upon Anderson, pushing him to the corner and would bash his elbows against his skull. He tossed him to the buckle, but he missed a big splash, hitting chest first to an exposed buckle. Anderson would then drop him with a neck breaker, coming up holding his back in agony, coming off the rope and would drop knees over the back of his neck, pounding upon him as Smash was dropped against a barricade on the outside. Omega climbed the top rope, yelling out as he hit Crush with a missile drop kick. Both of them now starting to stop him in the corner, dragging him up and slammed him on the double team suplex. Omega would climb the top rope again and caught him with a crossbody. Anderson sending up for the KA 47, but he got dragged to the outside by Axe, who would chop over his chest. Omega said the hell with it, going for a kick, but Crush grabbed that leg and took his head off on the clothesline. Crush held his chest, still reeling from that shot from the turnbuckle, as he got kicked in the face by Giant Bernard. He came off the rope and splashed down hard upon him, working upon those ribs as he rose him up and slammed him with a derailleur. He went for the cover. Smash was able to break it up with a double axe over the head. 
Both of them would rise and would exchange right hands. Smash getting tossed with the ropes. Tucking a kick and nailed them on the shoulder block. Axel would get into the ring as they dropped them with a double team flapjack. Watching their backs as they dropped Anderson from the apron. As Omega charged at them but was easily just tossed out of the ring. They would then work on Bernard, toss him to the ropes, and drop them with a double clothesline. Bernard leaning against the ropes as Anderson rolled into the ring. Both of them moving as Axon smashed the buckles, chopping away at them and then tossed them. Unfortunately, they got Irish whipped and smacked into each other, then dropped with stereo power slams. They moved Anderson to the buckle and would toss Bernard right into him, dropping him with a back body drop, then set Anderson upon the top rope, climbing up, and dropped him with a double-team superplex. Anderson rolled to the floor as Axe Smash now pulled Bernard up and dropped him with a double-team powerbomb. Omega rolled into the ring, going for a kick to nil effect. Turning to the ropes when he bumped right into Crush. All three of them just looked at him and beat upon him like hyenas to a wolf. Grabbing a hold of him and just toss him in the air. Watching him crash down. Crush would pull him up by his scraggly hair. Then dropped him with a power bomb. Kicking him to the floor as they turned attention to Bernard. Crush rose him up for a power bomb. But he was hit from behind by Luke Gallows, who bashed him over the knee with a lead pipe. Axe and Smash went after him, but in turn, they were also hit with a pipe to the ribs. Gallows then kicking and smashing the floor, dropping Axe with the DDT, now starting to choke him with the pipe. This gave a club the chance to come back as Anderson rolled inside, dropping Axe with a gut wrench suplex. You could saw them in the corner as they kept smashing Crush on the outside, kicking them to the floor as Bernard slowly rose, calling them over, hitting Axe with an avalanche. Omega then came off the road with a double foot curb stomp a la Devitt as Gallo slammed him with a whirling spine buster. Anderson waited and then would drop him with a brain buster. He pointed down, running this match over as they pulled him up. Omega slapping him over the face, calling an old man. Getting a hold of the pipe and just bashed him over the head, splitting him open. They tossed him to Anderson, who then dropped up with a KA-47. Covering. Holy two as Smash and Crush were able to break it up. They were outnumbered, but the club would stop upon them, tossing them to the buckle and would work on both of them. They gave a signal as Bernard would splash both of them in the corner and dropped each of them with bicycle kicks. Omega went to the outside, getting a hold of a steel chair, wanting to bash their brains in as Gallows held Crush up. Omega charging and swung, but he missed as Crush broke loose, blocking the chair shot, ripping it from his hands, and cracked it over Omega's head. He missed an advance from Gallows and passed the chair over his back. Anderson went for a German suplex from behind, but Crush fought out, hitting him in the ribs with the chair, raising him up. But Bernard jerked it from his hands, swinging, but Anderson, on accident, got nailed over the back. He cursed out as Crush rose him up upon his shoulders, Smash getting upon the buckle, leaping off with an electric chair neck breaker. 
And grabbed Omega next as he struggled to get free. Tossing him to the rope and then dropped him down. Out of the ring with a double team. Back body drop. Yellows came in with a kick but missed. Getting dropped with a German suplex by Crush. Then a double team clothesline by Axe Smash. Looking over to Anderson who slowly rose. Seeing he was trapped with all three of them. Axel cut over the skull as Anderson said the hell with it and charged in as Demolition just beat the hell out of him. It was a complete mugging as Anderson was beat around like a ping pong ball. Crush picking him up and dropped him with a heavy spine buster. Axel smash pulling him up, setting him up with a decapitator. Coming down and nailed it. Covering. somehow was able to break it up. Demolition would now work on that little weasel. Tossing him to the exposed buckle. Omega catching it and leapt off with a cross body. The crush caught him with ease. Raising him up and tossed him with a fall away slam. Menard got knocked to the outside as Gallows and Anderson brawled with Axe and Smash. Bad intentions were dropped down as Bernard was kicked to the outside. Smash going after him and just bashes his head into the stairs. Then a clothesline into the crowd. Smash turned right into a boot from Omega. Tossing him, but got Irish whipped head first into the post. He held his head, more so concerned about his blonde locks, is on the other side. Crushed body slam gallows upon the exposed concrete. They clotheslined him up and over into the crowd and started a brawl with them. Both big men would fight up the stairs, starting to circle around as Gallows slammed his head into the railing, kicking the cotton candy vendor and used the stick to strike at him. Smash met up with them and locked them from behind, tackling them through the doors into the concession area. Cameras then showed a split screen trying to keep up with the action in the arena and now outside the arena as Smash fought Gallows all the way into one of the sweet arenas. They would shove the pageants out, grabbing a hold of the caviar on the food train, just dumped it on the floor as they began to brawl. Smash getting a hold of the HD TV and smash it over his head. He grabbed the caviar dish and then cracked that over his head, looking for more. When Omega jumped him from behind, only getting in a few shots before he was grabbed by the throat and just tossed over the couch, smacking into a wall. Cameras picked up Bernard and Crush brawling on the outside. Crush smashing him on the ramp, sliding into the ring, breaking up a count. He and Anderson now exchanging right hands as both of them went up and over to the outside. There's pandemonium and chaos as cameras heard some commotion as they moved back to the crowd. Smash and Gallows were exchanging right hands again. Gallows slamming upon a table, holding him down. As he slowly looked up and Omega was then seen. He stood upon the edge of the sweet railing, looking down, yelling at him to hold him, hold him, hold him on the table. He must have been 15 or so feet in the air, leaping off from the second level of the fucking arena and dropped down with a crossbody upon Smash through the table.
Gallows grabbed Omega on his shoulders and dragged him to the ring. Smash was done for the night as Gallows just tossed Omega to the ringside. At least he was safe by ringside as he climbed over the railing and slid inside. Having that lead pipe in hand as he would bash Axe right in the ribs. He rose it up for the finish, but he was hit with a low blow. Dropping the lead pipe down as now Axe got a hold of it and bashed to his ribs. He tossed him to the buckle, charging, but he missed the splash. Axe coming off the rope with a vicious clothesline, dropping him down. Crush went out of the ring as they pulled Gallows up, dropping him with a double-team suplex as Omega somehow rolled inside, hitting Axe with a wheel kick, spinning, and went for Crush, who just caught him with a capture and suplexed him up and over to the outside, getting caught by Anderson and a schoolboy who put his feet on the ropes! Oh! Somehow Smash was able to break it up, having recovered just in time! Carl went for a punch, but Smash would start to hit back, toss him to the buckle and would crash into him! Followed by one of Crush, who soon tossed him away, Smash slamming him with a pump handle slam! Gallows and Bernard going after them, and an all-out melee ensued. Demolition against Club as bodies just started to fly all over the place. Crush tackling Bernard to the outside. Axe and Smash dropping Bernard down. Swatting Omega out of the air and toss him to the floor. They caught Anderson with a double-team drop kick to the knee, and then followed that up with a double running boot upon both sides of his head. They called for it as they smashed, placed him upon the knee. As climbing the top rope. But Anderson broke free, causing Smash into the ropes. Who caught him to crotch it? He would duck a clothesline as Gallows dropped Smash with the Gallows pole. Kicking him to the floor as Anderson was on top. Looking for the finish, but he was dropped down. Axe came off the rope, dropping him with a double axe. Axe then getting caught by Gallows and Menard, but was saved by Crush, who hit both of them from behind. Both of them closed on him out of the ring as Omega charged in, missing Axe, but got crushed with a kick, clotheslining him out of the floor, down to the floor. He then got clotheslined himself by Axe, who turned around right into a KA 47 by Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, here are your winners and still NWA Tag Team Champions. Giant Bernard, Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, and Luke Callum. The club pulled it off here in the end. Callum, Bernard, and Omega entering the ring. Raising their hands up victoriously, winning the first ever Outlaw Rules match. Raising the tag team titles up as the number game eventually got a hold of Demolition. But they put up one hell of a fight here tonight, firing off consecutive rounds as they rolled out of the ring. Each of them exhausted and beat all the hell, but still proud tag champions. Head to head to the back.
ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, scheduled for one fall, will be for the NWA United States Championship. Introducing first, representing New Japan. From Los Angeles, California, weighing in at 217 pounds, John Stuck his thumb out and handed the belt over. Dropping down to a knee to pray as Morrison asked what he was doing. The bell sounded as Bo exploded with a clothesline. But he missed as Morrison caught him with a nitro blast. He would then cover. Oh, only two. He was able to get the foot on the rope. Feeling at the ref on that one. Morrison went for Heenan who backpedaled. Dallas on the apron trying to figure out what happened as he was suplexed into the ring. Morrison hitting him with hard knees and then a toss to the ropes followed by a hip toss, a drop kick, then a spinning head scissor. He caught Bo with a spin kick to the head sending him rolling to the outside. Dallas having not a clue where he was held on to the railing and went for the ring as Morrison leapt over the rope with a corkscrew tope. 
He crashed down upon him and tossed him inside. Springboard off the rope with a cross body. Followed by a kick to the ribs. Followed by a gut wrench suplex. Locking him in a reverse chin lock. Bo slowly made it to his feet. Tossing him to the ropes and would leapfrog a bit early as Morrison just slapped him over the face. Bo got frustrated and would swing. Missing a punch as Morrison dropped him with a back suplex. Followed up on the clothesline. Then a cafe or a kick across the skull. Following up with a running knee. Then a standing moonsault. Covering. Again only two. Morrison would move him to the corner and would chop him across his chest. Kicking him over and over again. Tossing him to the other. The boat caught him with a boot to the face. Followed by a bulldog. He did a quick lap around the ring. Only to be dropped down as Morrison would hit to his head. Bo would roll inside as Morrison went after him. Heenan getting in the way as Morrison just shoved him aside as Bo caught him with a cheap shot, then rammed him into the pose. Bo then rammed him into the stairs and rolled into the ring. Morrison making inside at the count of seven as Bo would stomp upon him on the way in, pushing him out of the buckle and would hammer away. He tossed him to the other, watching him bounce off and took his head off with a clothesline. Smiling, but he only got a two. Bo would move him to the buckle and would hit clothesline and over clothesline over clothesline. Placing him to the top and would lock him in. Climbing up slow, but Morrison began to fight back. Pushing him off and got a hold of his balance. Leaping and caught him with a missile drop kick. Followed up with a back elbow. Catching Bo with a snapmare. Followed by a kick to the spine. Then a running neck whip. He picked his moment and dropped him with a running neck breaker. Climbing the rope and came off with a split-legged moonsault. He then dropped Dallas with a suplex and a drop kick. Bo rolling to the outside, holding his nose, saying, I have time out, as Bobby would check on him. This completely slowed the pace down, as Bobby would yell at the ref that Morrison was cheating, asking for someone to come down and check on his face. And Morrison wouldn't wait. Going to the floor and just tossed Bo back into the ring. Sliding inside. But Bo caught him with a shot to the ribs. Followed by a gouge to the eye. He then hit him with uppercuts to the buckle. Ramming his shoulder into the midsection. Then tossed him to the other. Catching him with a splash. He set him on top and would climb up. But Morrison pushed him off and caught him with a crossbody. Running himself and dropped him with a flapjack. Bo again rolled to the outside as Bobby would check on him. Again, cutting that pace off. Morrison would roll to the floor, tossing him back into the ring. Heenan getting right in his face about screaming that he didn't deserve this title shot. As Morrison just grabbed him by the collar, but got hit by a baseball slide by Bo. He then rammed Morrison into the barricade, then tossed him inside. Springboarding off the rope with a clothesline, then drove him down with a pile driver. He would raise the thumbs up and would kick to his ribs and back. Hoisting him up and would suplex him. Moving to the top rope and would raise his thumbs up again. Leaping and caught him with a double axe and a short arm clothesline. Covering, but only got a two. Bo would drive knees into his spine and kicked him to the outside. Talking with the ref as Heenan took liberties with Morrison and would kick him a little bit and quickly backed away. Morrison climbing the apron as Bo attempted to suplex him inside as Morrison landed behind him, dropping him with a German suplex, then a stiff kick to the ribs. 
He went for the Moonlight Drive, but Bo pushed him to the ropes. But he was caught with the Flying Chuck. Then an Atomic Drop, following that with a Neckbreaker. Jumbo could feel it as Bo was just outclassed tonight. He would move for a corner waiting as Bo rose. Going for it and nailed him with the Nitro Blast. Covering. But Heenan was on the apron distracting the ref. Morrison would move over, pulling Heenan into the ring and pushed him to the corner. Turning his head as Bo bashed into Heenan on accident and dropped him with a back body drop. Followed by a spin kick across the head. Morrison waiting and dropped him with a whirling sit-out powerbomb. Grinning as he caught Bo and dropped him with the C4 suplex. He climbed the top rope and left off hitting Starship Pain. Bo rolling and holding his face, trying to get the wave going to the apron. But Morrison reached over, suplexing him inside as Bo countered with a crossbody into a pin. Heated on the floor, holding Morrison's feet down. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner. And still... United States Champion, Bo Dallas! Now that was a heartbreaker right there. Bo rolling off into the floor, doing a victory lap as he didn't hand him the title belt as he would run up the ramp. Morrison yelling about the feet, but the ref couldn't call, but he couldn't see. Kicking the rope in frustration, and quickly rolled to the outside. for one fall, Rumi for the Women's World Championship. Introducing first, from Mexico City, Mexico, she is Sexy Star.
is decked out in red and green, representing Mexico this evening. Del Rey would remove her ring robe, showing off the title belt and rose it upon her shoulder. Wrist tape up to her elbows as it said, Shut Down Star. She handed the belt over as the match began. Star would move around the ring. Color level tie-up as Del Rey immediately flung her with a belly-to-belly suplex, then a violent headlock takedown. She squeezed and would wrench upon her as Star fought out with a head scissor. Catching Del Rey with a stiff kick to the chest, followed by a climb up and scream. She stunned her and caught her with a spinning head scissor and then a crossbody. Star was on fire here in the early going, hitting a drop kick, then a body tackle to the buckle, bashing her feet to the ribs and tossing to the other. That was a bad idea. She was Irish whipped back into a clothesline, causing her to flip in the air. Del Rey pulled her up and would powerbomb her against the buckle, then a belly-to-back suplex. She locked her in a shoulder lock, digging that knee right into the shoulder. Slowly she pulled Star up and tossed it to the ropes. Star surprising her with a drop salt, then a running leg lariat, hitting Del Rey through the ropes to the floor. Sarah actually rose up angry as Star leapt over the rope with a running spaceman plancha crashing down. She rose in a fury, tossing Del Rey into the ring and would springboard off the rope with a senton. Del Rey holding on as she would toss her backwards, Star landing upon her face and front on the canvas. Del Rey would drag her up right by the hair, hitting her with a forearm and an uppercut. Star surprising her with a drop kick to both of her knees, then to both feet to her face. She then moved to the top rope and left off with a moonsault, covering, but only got a two. Star would lock her in a front face lock, trying to keep her grounded as Del Rey reversed it into a Northern Light suplex. Only two. It rose as Del Rey missed the clothesline. Star coming upon her shoulders and dropped her with a reverse Hurricane Rana. Followed that up with a roundhouse right across the face. Del Rey holding her face to the apron, going to the apron. As Star got a burst of steam, charging and left over Del Rey, dropping her to the floor with a sunset flip fucking base buster. Star would rise with a grin as Del Rey rolled, holding her face. The ref checking on her as she slowly got to her feet. Star tossing her into the barricade, then back body dropped her down. She tossed her into the ring and would climb the top rope, tilting her head and would wait, leaping off the rope with a head scissor. She would then springboard off the rope with a corkscrew moonsault, waiting as she swung with a kick. But Del Rey caught it and would suplex her up and over the ropes to the outside. Star landed hard, holding her back, slowly pushing herself up and climbed the apron as Del Rey would grab her by the hair and bash her head into the post, sending her back down to the floor. She held her head as Del Rey went for her on the floor, grabbing Star and tossed her across the aisleway. Star flipping in the air as her back crashed right into the post. Del Rey forced her up and hit her with a released German suplex right into the barricade. She would roll into the ring, moving to a neutral corner as Star slowly crawled along the floor. Slowly crawling upon the ape. Del Rey went for her but took a knee to the ribs and got snapped with a rope guillotine. 
Star would then leap up with a senton, but Delray countered that with a power bomb. Hold on her legs, pulling her up and dropped her with a second, raising her up for a third. But Star countered with a Hunakinrana into the buckle, catching her from behind in a gory special bomb. Delray held her face as Star waited. We caught her with a kick to the ribs and a chicken wing DDT. Points at the top rope and made her way up, getting her balance as Delray sprang to life, climbing up the rope and dropped her with a super belly to belly. She rose up and caught Star, literally tossing her across the ring, missing a clothesline as Star dropped her with a spinning neckbreaker. She waited for it and dropped Delray with a spinning head scissor DDT, clapping her hands as she ran. Delray though catching her, tossing her in the air, and powerbombed her with authority to the canvas. Delray would then drag her up, locking her arms, going for it, but Star kicked up, flipping over Delray and flipped again, catching her with her legs and snapped her with a sunset flip snap powerbomb. Within a pinning predicament, covering only two. She was so close on that one, moving the hair from her eye and slowly placed Delray up, raising her up for a fisherman. But Delray broke free and slammed her with an exploder suplex, a side European suplex, then a regal plex. She watched Star and would lock the arms, dropping her with a double underhook suplex, then a double underhook powerbomb. Looking down on her and would pull her up. Star, though, surprising her with a Mexican cradle. Oh, only two. As both of them rose, Star missing a kick as she was caught with a tiger back suplex, then a full Nelson slam. Delray pulling her up as Star got her with a drop toe hole right into the rope, raising her up for a Corey special again. But Delray would flip back, wrapping her legs and arms around her waist and locked her in the Royal Butterfly. Delray could lock that hole from literally anywhere it seemed as Star was trapped, kicking and trying to push her way out as Delray wasn't playing around tonight. She pulled her arms back quickly as Star had no choice. But to tap out. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner by submission and still women's world champion, Sarah Del Rey. She was let go and stood up ring dominant. Her nose easily busted from that spot earlier that night, but she didn't care. Bloodied a little bit battered, but she was still heavyweight champion. Taking her title belt as she made her way up the ramp, not even looking back, pushing through the curtain as we had to prepare for the next contest. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Kevin Kelly, and I am backstage here just outside the trainer's room where Prince Devitt has been looked at since the minute 
he walks through the door after his match with Kenta Kabashi. We have been told that Devin has been sequestered and wants no visitors and no interviews, but we did get word from the trainer that he is medically cleared to wrestle later on tonight, despite having severe neck and shoulder trauma leading into the match. Folks, the main event is still on. Let's take it back to you. and sisters, please allow me just a moment to interrupt your precious pay-per-view. I will only take a minute, so please spare me some kind words. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on a quest to make this world holier, safer, wiser, and brighter for each and every single one of you. Will you see the sins of our fathers leak into the sins of our sons and the sins of our mothers leak into our daughters as we must crumb and wash them away the blood of the lamb ladies and gentlemen i stand here not upon ceremony but last night at new japan's war i held an open challenge and while i was defeated unfortunately i was defeated by a farce of a man Brothers and sisters, the end times are upon us and it is time to repent and seek redemption before time is up. And last night, the farce of a man, a false prophet mind you, a man who calls himself a king, a king, came down to the ring and not only defeated me, but did it with great haste. Why, my friends? Because he is a false prophet. He is not a king. He, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, he is nothing more than just a false idol of pander and degradation. I please ask everyone to please put money inside. Put it inside of the donation boxes on your way out as they are posted all around the arena and all around all of the concession stands. Please donate everything you can and we will make this world little by little a safer, wiser, more holy place. As tonight I call out the so-called king the so-called king of strong style to come down here, fall upon his knees and ask for forgiveness, ask for redemption, ask, ask so he can be pulled into the embrace, into the holy light and be accepted as one of God's children. But see, there are no kings in this world. There are no
Nakamura made his way to the ring, slowly sliding inside and would look at C.J. Parker, who would hold his hand out saying he wanted to bless him with the hand of God, placing his hand upon his head as Nakamura spun kicked his hand right out of the way and knocked him with the ball by knee. He then waited for him to rise and then caught him with one hell of a brain buster, kicking him to the outside. Parker would hold his jaw, retreating to the back, saying he would get the devil for this one. Saying that he would have to repent and seek redemption. As Nakamura just stood there, tilting his head, proclaiming again he was the king of the FIP division. He had to prepare for the next match. following contest scheduled for one fall is our semi-main event of the evening and will have a 20-minute time limit. Weighing at a 205 pounds, 
smiles hitting on his punk destruction in the corner. Looking at him and not taking this all that seriously. The bell sound as they met in the ring with a color elbow tie up. Punk got behind him and just slapped him over the back of the head. He called him on as they locked up again. Zane getting behind him, taking an elbow to the face, followed by a kick to the midsection, then a toss to the floor. Punk wiped his hands of him as Zane re-entered the ring. Locking up a third time and dropped Punk with a toss. A hip toss, then another. Catching him with a standing drop salt to the buckle. Zane hit away with haymakers, tossing him to the other. Punk Irish whipping in charge, hitting that knee, then a bulldog. He waited for it, then swung with a roundhouse. Zane ducking and caught him with an inverted standing wheel kick over the back of the head. Punk rolled to the floor, holding his head as Zane would hold the rope open for him, and then just pulled away. Punk would use the stairs to enter the ring, rubbing his head and would lock up, getting Zane from behind. He slammed him with a wrestling left, locking him in a side headlock. Zane pushing him off and snagged him with a snapmare. He locked him in a sleeper as Punk broke free, kicking to the legs, but Zane would kick right back. Both of them would exchange kicks as Zane won with a straight one right to the chest, followed by a running knee across the head, then a spinning neck breaker. Punk rolled right back to the floor, taking a walk as Zane asked if he wanted to continue. Punk would climb the apron and move back into the ring, asking for a Greco-Roman, but then cheap shot at Zane in the eye. Following that up with a kick, then a spinning back fist combination, followed by a DDT. Punk would drop knees and elbows over the back of his head, locking him in a clutch before jumping on his spine. He dragged him up and moved him to the corner, chopping hard to his chest, then rammed his knees into the ribs. He tossed him to the other buckle as Zane would explode out and caught him with a running back elbow. Spinning up and rose him on his shoulders, slamming him with a fireman's carry. He grabbed Punk by the legs and would slingshot him into the buckle, then snapped him with a rolling Japanese clutch. They rose with Punk catching him with an inverted atomic drop, then a suplex. Mounting him, the sergeant just punched to his head. He bashed his head to the canvas, then dragged them up, slamming him with a pile driver and covered, but only got a two. Punk pulled him up and placed him over the ropes, and he would knee right to his face. Coming off the far end and left with a crossbody, crashing upon Zane off the apron to the floor. Punk rose, stomping hard on him and bashed his head into the barricade, yelling at him that this ring belonged to him, tossing him to the ring and rolled inside. He picked his spot and would kick hard to his spine, followed by a headbutt to the back of the neck. He moved into the corner and would bash his knees into the ribs, then an uppercut, tossing him to the other and caught him with a drop kick to the ribs, followed by a suplex. Punk would move to the top row, blowing a kiss to a fan, then gave him the finger soon after, leaping off with the savage elbow and connected. Covering! Holy God, too. He yelled, that's a stupid move anyway, as he locked him in a sleeper. Starting to wear on him as Zane slowly made it to his feet. He would spin his body out and caught Punk with an insiguri. He dropped him to his knees and came off the rope, hitting him with a drop salt right to the face. He climbed up the rope and would body splash down, rolling to his feet and would swing with a kick, 
Punk rolling to the outside, taking a walk. Otoko would climb the apron to distract Zane, but he wasn't paying attention. Not falling for that ploy all as he kept his eye on Punk, but then sharply caught Otunga with a kick to the jaw. Punk saw that and quickly slid into the ring where he was nailed with a clothesline lariat. Zane dropping him with a snap power slam, covering only for two. Clapped his hands to get a rally going, kicking Punk to the corner and climbed the middle rope, hitting to his head as Punk grabbed the tights, jumping him over the rope. But Zane held on. He landed upon the apron and waited, turning Punk around and caught him with a sunset flip. Foley scoring a two. Punk went high as Zane went low, sweeping the leg and locked in a jackknife pin. Only two. They rose again as Zane took to the rope, avoiding a kick and went springboard with a drop kick, connecting as Punk rolled to the floor. Zane would slide after him, but that was a big mistake. Punk catching him over the eye and tossed him into the stairs. Zane would shake his shoulder, sliding into the ring as Punk would stomp on him. Stepping on his face and would drag his boot over the eye, pulling him up and dropped him with a shoulder breaker. He did it a second time, locking him within an arm vice. Zane would kick his way back to his feet, struggling as Punk still held on, leaping over the rope and would snap the arm. He climbed back up and would springboard off with a clothesline. He grabbed his arm back in the vice. Zane again would make it to his feet. Punk wrenching on that arm, elbowing along and then dropped him with a hammerlock. He held him in place and would drop knee after knee against it, forcing him up and rammed his shoulder into the steel post, followed by a German suplex. But only got a two. Punk had enough of the game as he pulled Zane up and body slammed him down, stomping on his face and moved to the rope, taking his time and came down with a double axe and got him. He hit him with a knee to the ribs, then rose him up, dropping him over the rope, having him dangle. He would then kick hard to his face, grabbing it, went to ram his head into the post, but Zane blocked with his foot and bashed Punk's into the buckle. He would then springboard off the rope and dropped him with a bulldog, shaking his shoulder as he landed in the corner. Otunga grabbing his foot, causing a slight distraction as Punk caught him with a body splash. He would then place him on the top rope and began to climb, heading to his neck and hooked him, going for a suplex. But Zane blocked, grabbing hold and went ahead, but him and knocked him down, catching his balance and caught Punk with a cannonball sent on. Zane rose and caught Punk with a whirling suplex, then a sit-out powerbomb. Rolling to his feet and caught him with a straight kick to the chest, then a knee lift. He knocked him to the ropes and caught him with an exploder suplex. Clapping to get a rally behind him as Punk rolled to the apron, calling for a timeout. Zane went after him, but that was just a ploy as he got caught with a thumb to the eye. Snapping him with a rope guillotine and kicked him in the ribs. Raising him up on the shoulders, but Zane would elbow out, bending behind him and climbed on his shoulders, spinning and dropped him with a hudakin rana. Zane would then come off the rope and drop Punk with a clothesline up and over to the floor, taking a few steps back before sliding out on the other side. 
Stalking Punk carefully as he then caught him with a leap through DDT right to the floor. Zing yelled out, tossing him into the ring, climbing the top rope. As Otunga climbed upon the apron, but again Zane ignored him. Leaping with a cross body as Punk got a hold of the ref. Zane smacking into him, rolling to his feet as Punk caught him on the roundhouse to the head. Pulling him up and dropped him with a GTS. Covering. One, two, three, four, five, six. But the ref was out. Punk yelled to get some water for the ref as Otunga slid him a bottle of water and would pour it over the ref's face, slapping him and then told him to wake up and do his job. Punk would then pull Zane up, who was already recovering, tossing him to the buckle and hit him with a high knee, then dropped him with the bulldog. He would spin to his feet and go for the GTS again, Zane sliding out of it, missing a kick as Punk caught him in the Anaconda Vice. Punk had it latched in perfectly, yelling at Otunga to get the showers ready as Zane, through a trick or two, was able to bend back and wrap his leg around Punk's neck and was able to counter into a cozy clutch. Punk would struggle here, able to get his foot on the rope. Both men rising as Zane nailed him with a drop kick, then a haluva kick, covering. But Otunga was yelling at the ref. Zane rose and grabbed Otunga, pulling him into the ring and just body slammed him down, clotheslining him on the relay to the floor. The referee then saw enough and ejected him from the bout. Zane waving goodbye to him as he was hit with a low blow. Punk then raising him up, grabbing Zane, placed him upon his shoulders and went for the GTS and nailed it. No, Zane caught the leg, dragging him down to a small package. held him back. They pushed him back as Zane would celebrate and cheer saying he got one up on CM Punk. He ran his hands through his head, cursing and almost spitting at the mouth, scoring his way up the ramp as we had to prepare for the main event of Invasion Attack. Contest scheduled for one fall. Here's our main event 
of the evening. Challenger from Bray County, Wicklow, Ireland, fighting out of the Bullet Club, weighing in at 195 pounds. He is the reigning FIP World Champion, Prince Devin. opponent. Standing over to my left from Honolulu, Hawaii. Weighing in at 231 pounds, he is the reigning 
World Heavyweight Champion, Ricky the Dragon Men would surrender their title belts as David stretched along the ropes, cracking his neck as Steamboat would stretch his arms. They would stand in the middle of the ring as the ref went over the rules. Devin having to look up slightly as he was outweighed by 30 or so pounds. That didn't stop him here tonight as he was even able to take down Kenta. Both of them would move to a neutral corner as the bell sounded. All of them moved around the ring. Devitt the faster of the two, moving behind him, hit into his spine and went for that knee. Steve elbowing him back and caught him with an arm drag, locking him in place. Devitt would roll to his feet and toss him off, catching Steve with a knee to the ribs and a gut wrench suplex. Off the rope again, catching him with a drop salt through the ropes to the floor. Devitt's arm was definitely hurting him, and he was trying to keep that at bay. Steamboat rising on the floor as Devitt dove through the ropes with a suicide dive. He crashed into him, but tossed him into the ring, but he held his head. He had him lean over the apron and would bash his knee into the face, followed by a boot to the side of the skull. Ricky rolled into the ring, holding his head as Devitt climbed upon the apron, springboarding off of the shoulder block, then a spin kick to the chest, followed by a knee lift, then a spinning head scissor, blocking Ricky in a bite of the dragon headlock. Devitt slowly bent to his feet, spinning out and caught him with a chop. A second one, a third one, and then a hard kick to the chest, followed by an arm wrench, and then a kick to the face. Steve will close line him up and over to the apron. As he went to suplex him back inside, but Devin hit him with a knee to the ribs, then a sunset flip right back inside. He came off the rope as Ricky would leapfrog, catching him with a hip toss, but Devin landed on his feet, missing a kick to the head as Steve dropped him with a side suplex. Devin rose as he was then double chopped down, then slammed with a suplex. Steve knocking him to the buckle and would chop again to his chest, then rammed his shoulder into the ribs, tossing him to the other. But Devin Iris whipped, charging, but got nailed right in the face. Ricky then dropped him with a tiger back suplex as Devin rolled to the floor. He would rub his neck and shook his shoulder a little bit. It was still rather injured from earlier tonight. Steamboat letting him re-enter the ring as he locked up. Shoving him to the buckle as Devitt rubbed his jaw. Locking up a second time as he got pushed to the ropes. Devitt charging with a crossbody. Rolling to his feet and would kick to the knee and then the leg. He locked him in a face lock and would bash his knees into his head. Tossing him to the ropes and then dropped him with a drop toe hold into an STF. He would squeeze tightly on him, trying to wear him down. Steamboat able to break and roll free. Snapping Devin with a headlock takedown, who head scissored out. Devin grabbing the leg and dropped him with a leg lace takedown. Steamboat kicking him off, rising and surprising him with a drop kick, followed by a gorilla press. He was about to slam him as Devin slipped behind him and dropped him with a German, holding him and rose him up, and instead dropped him with a backbreaker. He would drop knees over the spine, then stomped upon him, coming off the rope, leaping. 
but missed a stall. Steamboat rolling to his feet and dropped Devitt with a back body drop to the outside. Devitt rolls slow, holding his back as he climbed the apron and slowly re-entered. Looking up as Steamboat rose him up in the air in a choke and then slammed him down. Devitt went for him again as Steamboat dropped him with a drop toe hold and then a deep arm drag. He locked that arm in place as Devitt slowly got to his feet. Steamboat pushing him right back down, locking it in place as Devitt struggled here. His shoulder killing him as he began to rise again. Tossing Steamboat off and dropped him down. He watched him come around and went for a kick, but Steamboat caught it. Spinning him around as Devitt caught him with a kick across the head. That stunned him as he then doubled on the hook the arms and drilled them on the pile driver. Rolling to the corner and would wait. Ricky slowly rose as Devitt charged and nailed him with a leg lariat then a running single arm neck breaker. He moved to the top rope and would poise himself. Leaping! But Simo rolled out of the way. Devitt rolling to his feet. Turning around as Simo caught him with a hard chop. Then it slammed him with an Everest German suplex. Devitt would hold his neck. Rolling to the corner as the ref would check on him. Devitt pushing him out of the way and charged. Right into a body slam. And then a second one. Steamo sweeping the leg and locked him in a reverse chin lock. Devitt struggled to his feet. Ramming Ricky to the buckle and would hit him with alternating machine gun back elbows. He tossed him to the other buckle and caught him with a hesitation drop kick. Followed by a bulldog. Devitt came off the rope and would stomp upon his back. Watching him rise and hit him with yet another leg lariat. Dropping him to a knee as he kicked him square in the face. Grabbing him by the legs and locked him in. A clover lead. Devitt applied it perfectly, wrenching back on him. Screaming for him to tap out as Steamboat shook his head. Dragging himself, reaching for the ropes and got a hold of the rope. Devitt would let go as Ricky rolled to the apron, holding his back as Devitt ran up the rope and leapt off, dropping him with a DDT right upon the edge of the apron. The ref checked on Steamboat as he hit that canvas hard. Devitt rolling into the ring, pushing him back and would kick to his head, watching him roll and would kick over his head a second time. He called him up as he grabbed Steamboat, raising him up and dropped him with a brain buster. He rolled slow into the corner and would climb the top rope, watching Ricky rise as he leapt off and drilled him face first into the canvas with the double foot curb stop. He would move over to the corner and would slowly lower his knee pad and would wait. Steamboat slowly starting to rise with his back to Devitt. Turning as Devitt charged. But Ricky caught him. Hoisting him up in the air. Tossed him to the buckle. He then watched him smack off and dropped him with a sit-out powerbomb. Steamboat rolled back. Pulling himself up as Devitt went after him. Getting a hard chop to his chest. Devitt fighting right back with a kick. Steamboat with a chop. Devitt with a kick, but Ricky caught it, sweeping him down, tossing him with a slingshot right into the buckle. 
But Devitt latched on, quickly climbing up and leapt off with a moonsault. But Simo caught him and dropped him with yet an awkward pile driver. Devitt would quickly roll to the corner, holding his head in agony. The ref moving over, checking on him again as Devitt just pushed him aside. He rose, hitting Steve in the ribs, then drop kicked the knee, coming off the rope. But he missed the boot. Ricky raising him up and slammed him with an electric chair. Quickly dropping him with a suplex, and then surprised Devitt with a belly to belly, followed by a gut wrench suplex. Moving to the corner and would climb the top rope. Simo caught his balance as Devitt quickly ran to the ropes, trying to chop him down. But Simo would chop him down right to the canvas. Catching his balance and leapt off and nailed the flying chop. He rolled to his feet and hooked the arms. But Devitt quickly tackled him with a buckle, trying to get some ground. But Simo blocked, striking him back, ducking a kick and caught him with a backslide. Only two. Devitt then caught him with a crucifix. Only two. Simo dropping him with an arm drag as Devitt spun to his feet, tossing Ricky off, leapfrogging and turning right around to a fireman's carry by Steamboat. Going for a sleeper, but Devitt kicked him off the rope, spinning his body and tossed him off. Steamboat missing a clothesline and got nailed with a leg lariat, followed by a short-arm clothesline. And then another one. Devitt would then load the chamber, shooting from the, shooting off the rope, but missed the silver bullet. Getting spun around as Simo dropped up on the fireman suplex. Hovering. Only two. They rose as Devitt quickly locked him from behind. Steamboat countering, tossing Devitt with a German as Devitt flipped and came off the rope, leaping with a crossbody. Ricky just rolling with it, rising up, going for a body slam as Devitt countered into a small package. Only two. They rose again with Devitt catching Ricky in an awkward Pele across the face, knocking him to the buckle and dropped him with a big clothesline. He tossed him off and kicked the buckle, charging from the rope and slid under Steamboat's legs, turning him around and slammed him with the bloody Sunday. Covering! Return! Devitt looked on, shaking his head as he would pull Steamboat up, raising him up for another one, but Steamboat would just punch to the side. He rose him up and slammed him with a suplex. Devitt got him with his clothesline. Another one, then a gorilla press slam, followed by a drop kick. Devitt just swinging as he was dropped with a whirling backdrop. Simo watching as he caught Devitt with an arm wrench, raising him up in the air and would swing him down, holding onto that wrist, tossing Devitt to the rope, whom Irish whipped him. He missed a clothesline as Timo caught him with a drop kick on a clothesline out of the ring. He would skin the cat right back inside, whipping over the rope with a plancha, crashing below. Timo tossed him inside as he rolled in, Devitt catching him with a running forearm. He then forced him up and would hook the arms. Steamboat pushing him off and caught him with a double boot to the face. 
He grabbed the legs with a figure four, but Devin got the foot free, clobbering him over the head. He rolled to his feet and caught him right in the ribs, followed by a running knee lift. Devin would charge as Steamboat left and caught him with a head scissor takedown. Devin grabbing onto the legs and would pull himself free, going for a stomp, but he missed as Steamboat caught him in a schoolboy. Only two. They rose as Seymour wrenched at the arm and clotheslined him down. Devin rolling, holding his neck and pulled himself up with the rope. Kicking Ricky in the ribs with a back kick. Springboarding off the rope with an insiguri. But he missed. Ricky then turned him around and grabbed the arms. Devin back body dropping him over. Seymour though pulled the legs in a flip. Devin rolling back off the rope and nailed Steamboat with the silver bullet. to the ref as he would slowly get to his feet. He would drag Steamboat up and pushed him to the corner, ribbing his knees into the ribs and would unload on him with a flurry. He tossed him to the buckle and charged, Ricky catching him with a boot, then a running neck breaker. He caught Devin with a suplex and then an arm drag. Another one, then a drop to a hold. Going for the STF. But Devin rolled away to the apron. Ricky went for a suplex, but Devin flipped behind him, going for a German. Estimo countered, getting behind him, locking in the arm, and slammed him with a dragon suplex. He rolled to his feet and wrench upon that arm. Devin wrenching right back. Estimo would spin, locking him in a hammerlock, raising him for a slam. But Devin would snap Mare out, swinging with a roundhouse, and nailed it. He then came off the rope, but missed a lariat. Steve rose up on his shoulders. Devin sliding behind him and dropped him with a KA-47. Covering. Again, only two. Devin would rise, kicking the rope in frustration as the club slowly started to make their way down. They were crawling over to this other side and yelled at him to stay in the back. He wanted to do this on his own as he turned around and rose Ricky up who landed on his feet. Raising Devin up and dropped him chest first upon the canvas. He then hit him with a hard chop to the chest and a hard double chop. Locking the arms as Devin slid down. Crawling under his legs and was springboard off the rope hitting a forearm. He grabbed him in a face lock and would bash his knees into his head, trying to slow him down. Coming off the rope, but he missed the clothesline. Steve surprising him with a straight kick to the jaw, watching him bounce off the rope, staggering, as he then dropped him with the dragon DDT! Curry! Two! That was a close one as Ricky looked at the ref, making sure he would pull Devitt up. He moved into the corner and would chop over his chest and over the head. He tossed him to the other, but he got Irish whipped and pulled back. Devitt hitting him with a knee to the ribs, going for a suplex. But Steve dumped him over, locking him from behind as Devitt would elbow off and then nailed him with yet another Pele. He moved into the corner and rose him on top, 
climbing up, looking for something sick and sinister. He locked the arms and rose him for a bloody Sunday. But Ricky was able to fight free. He landed on his feet and would strike at Devin, pushing him down to the canvas. He caught his balance as he would take a second. Leaping off, going for something. As Devin leapt in midair and nailed him with a silver bullet. Covering. For two. Devitt rolled off of him, slamming the canvas for three as he moved to the corner. Literally seething, trying to figure out what the hell it took to drop Steamboat down. He dropped to his hands and knees and literally crawled over to him, tilting his head and would mouth something. They quickly moved right back to the corner. He would drag himself up and set his sights on him. Steamboat rolling, slowly rolling back to his feet and began to push himself up. Devitt would charge at him. He going for a leg lariat and hit him over the back of his head. He then quickly moved to the top rope and would leap, leap, leap high, hitting him with a double foot curb stomp. He then rolled to the ropes, coming off with a lariat. But Simo was able to catch him, toss him in the air, and just let him drop. He smacked the canvas and came off the rope with a flying clothesline, rolling to his feet. Hesseman surprised him with a kick to the chest and then the ribs. He rose up with a bloody Sunday. Estimo kicked and landed on his feet, countering right into the DDT. No! Devin quickly rolled away, far from him as Ricky went for him, pulling him up in the corner and would chop hard. He set him on the top as Devin just kicked him off, leaping with a crossbody. Estimo just caught him, rolling back and rose him up upon his shoulders, going for a fireman's carry. But Devin landed upon his his feet, drop kicking the knees and rose him up for a derailleur. But Steamo would kick and slip behind him, locking him in a full Nelson as David kicked off the rope, tossing him off. Going for him! As Steamo this time caught him with a drop kick, then a flapjack right into the buckle. Devin with that smack right off as Steamo hooked the arms. Devin spinning out, ducking a clothesline, and would springboard off the rope with the silver bullet! Covering!
both belts. Pumas at the top, Roman with Reigns, both of them up. Slow with the club will make their way down to the ring, entering as Devin looked over. Slowly rose, holding his head, seeing Devin with the world title as he slowly made his way over to enemy camp. Ricky looked over at Devin, who held his men back. He slowly would walk over and would extend his palm. Devin would take just a few steps forward and would shake Steamboat's hand. Ricky would then nod and roll out of the ring, making his way to the back as Devitt was then risen up by his club members and rose both of the title belts up. Black and silver confetti began to rain upon the arena. Fans still not happy with the decision as Devitt proclaimed that he was the champion of the world. A new champion was crowned tonight and a new face of the NWA was painted as invasion attack would fade. Oh, black.